Happy Easter, everyone. Really. <laughs> Still Easter. We call it Divine Mercy Sunday today, but long before this was Divine Mercy Sunday, this was the second Sunday of Easter, a continuation of those eight days, a feast so great that it cannot be celebrated by one, but needs all eight days. So we'll try it again. Happy Easter, everyone. Lovely, thank you. But we also call it Divine Mercy Sunday, so we're, we're not going to play this game for too long. Divine Mercy Sunday because of that image right there. Revealed to the sister, now Saint Faustina. Prayed tomorrow afternoon, the chaplet of Divine Mercy. Because of the experience of love and mercy of God that we have through the person of the risen Christ. Love this Sunday, whatever name it goes by. And not only because I'm on, still on a little sugar high from all the jelly beans, but because of this gospel that bridges those eight days from the first Easter Sunday when he appears to the ten remaining apostles to the second Easter Sunday when he appears to the eleven, including Thomas. I love it for three reasons. First, because he lifts them up. On that first Sunday, that first Easter, John records that he showed them his hands and his side, his wounded hands and side, to show, yes, that he was not a ghost, but this was real. He was there in the flesh. Those same hands that were wounded were now before them. But all week I've been pondering this. Why didn't he show them his feet? He wasn't anti-feet. His feet were as wounded as his hands, and he had washed feet three days before, so he wasn't adverse to, to seeing feet. So why didn't John say that he showed them his feet? I think I know the answer. I think it's because he didn't need to show them to him. He didn't need to show them his feet to them, the apostles, because they had already seen them. That's where their eyes went. Think about it. In moments of grief, in, in moments of, of fear, in moments of confusion, where do our eyes go? These were the same that had turned from Jesus. And now, though the doors were locked, he was in their midst. Don't hear this through the 2,000 years of Easter celebrations and the jelly bean sugar high. Think of it like for the first time. He was there in their midst. Oh, no. Think of it like, like any major motion picture when the hero is betrayed and then comes back. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Their eyes go down. But he then shows them his hands and his side, and in doing so raises up their eyes, raises up their heads, raises up their very being. He lifts them up, and he lifts us up. I love it, secondly, because he shares peace. Not once, but twice. Peace be with you. 
as we hear at every Mass, the peace of the Lord be with you always. In a world with such division and such war and violence, we need to hear it on repeat. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And I love it. I love this Sunday, this gospel, because of Thomas's touch. Yes, Thomas the doubter, of course. But I'd point out Thomas the overachiever as well. Ponder this, why wasn't he there? Why wasn't he in the room with the other ten apostles? Judas was gone. There was only ten left now, and Thomas wasn't locked in the upper room. What was he doing? We don't know, but surely he was keeping busy with something. They were afraid. Maybe he was a workaholic. Maybe he, in his bravado, he wanted to prove to himself that he wasn't afraid. Whatever the case, he wasn't there. And as a result, he missed out. He missed what we get to partake in at every Mass. And then his bravado continues. It snowballs on itself, claiming that he wouldn't believe until he could touch those wounds. And a week later, touch them he did. All his doubt, all his hurt, all his fear, all his overworking, all of his grasping at control was invited to be plunged right into the side, the open side of the Lord, to touch him, to go to the source of mercy. It's gritty, it's messy. I can't even imagine what doctors and nurses see regularly in open wounds. But there, this is not just a wound, this is the glorified wound that opens up to the sacred heart of Jesus, to his divine mercy. So we have in this Sunday that perfect combination of peace and touch. It strikes me, as we're trying to get back to normal, that there will be no better time to reinstate the offering of the sign of peace at Mass. Peace and touch. A lot of you have been reaching out to me on the way out of Mass, shaking my hand. And I have to admit, it's a tough thing to figure out. I feel the awkwardness sometimes. We're close, we're not sure. Are we going to do it? Are we not? Maybe, maybe not. We are. We're doing it. It's shaking. It's okay if it's awkward. This is a new normal. And there's importance in it. The, the value of human touch. The apostles surely shared in that. And I think you've heard before how important it is. There's a report years ago I heard of this, of an orphanage where they were taking care of the children. They were doing everything that they needed, the food, the changing of diapers. But the babies were dying. Repeatedly, the babies were dying until someone would hold them. The human person needs human touch. 
So this is it. I'm going to try to remember. It's been two years now, and I haven't said, let us offer each other the sign of peace. And the deacon is gone, so it's, I, it's all up to me. I'm going to try. How are we going to do it? few steps. Number one, we're going to smile. That helps. And we're going to say, peace be with you, no matter what. We shouldn't leave our places. We shouldn't be trying to go all over, but peace be with you and smile. And also, please hear this. If you're not there yet, and I know a number of us aren't, don't feel bad. Don't, don't feel you have to. But you do have to show peace. So you have to smile. You have to say, peace be with you. And maybe just give one of these little, little waves. Peace be with you. That's okay. Good life hack. If someone near you is wearing a mask, odds are good they don't want to take your hand yet. And that's okay. If they're wearing a mask, they might. They might want to. They'll keep you on your toes and guessing. If you're wearing a mask, you get to lead. If you're wearing a mask, you get to extend your hand first. But the sign of peace is important. Remember last week we talked about the word normal. That carpenter's square is the origin of the term, the norma. Interestingly, in Christian art, Thomas, the apostle of the day, he's always depicted with a carpenter's square, in part because of how busy he was going about the world building, building up churches in the early days. Well, this is another step towards normal. Yes, this week we stop streaming Mass. Yes, this week we reinstate the sign of peace. And yes, this week we take another step towards living in the resurrection. Norma aligns us with a standard, a right angle. May we, like Thomas, be busy at building up the kingdom of God. But first, but first, may we be touched by the Lord himself and so declare, my Lord and my God.